Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 18. Here's Pastor Ryan. Turn with me in your Bibles this evening to 2 Chronicles chapter 18. 2 Chronicles chapter 18, and give me an amen once you are there. And Father, we do come before you again with thanksgiving and praise, for you are worthy of it, Lord. All glory, all honor, all thanksgiving is directed to you, Father, for you are the giver of life, and you have loved us, Lord, and have given us your Son, Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be saved. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead, and he's at your right hand, even now, interceding for us. We pray in his name that you would speak to us through your word, Lord. Oh, Father, we can learn nothing without your help, so help us, Lord, to receive from you. Open up our hearts, remove any hardness of heart, any pride. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. So we're right in the story of King Jehoshaphat's life, and he's probably, his name is one of the coolest names, I think, in all of the Bible. Amen, Jehoshaphat. And so he was a king who loved the Lord and generally is looked upon as a, as a good king. However, you know, he had his faults, and tonight we're going to speak on, on some of those. Uh, Jehoshaphat, it, we're told that he loved the Lord and that he walked in the ways of his father David. And that was, that's pretty cool. David's mentioned, you know, and, uh, uh, and so he walked well. He uh, removed all of the uh, wooden images and the altars and the high places that the people were worshiping uh, there in Judah. And he also started an amazing um, outreach of teaching the word of God uh, to Judah, all of Judah. He had he sent out teachers to teach them the actual word of God. And so uh, the knowledge of the Lord was increasing in the land and the land was blessed and, and Jehoshaphat was blessed and God established the kingdom in his hand. And we're told that um, he, his heart delighted in the ways of the Lord. And if you want your life to be blessed, that's the, the promise, not just for the kings of Judah or Israel, right, in our stories, but that promise is for us today. If you want your life to be blessed, then delight yourself in the Lord. As it says so famously in uh, Psalm 37, verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth uh, your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. That's the promise. Delight in the Lord. Seek his face. Put him first above all things, and your life will be established. And that is why Jehoshaphat is being super blessed. The kingdom in his hands is prospering in, in every facet of the kingdom. 
And uh, that's where we're at in our story. And we begin in verse 1 of chapter 18. Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance. And by, Mary, by marriage, he allied himself with Ahab. After some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. And Ahab killed sheep and oxen in abundance for him and the people who were with him and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth-Gilead. So Ahab, king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, will you go with me against Ramoth-Gilead? And he answered him, I am as you are, and my people as your people. We will be with you in the war. And so we see here the biggest mistake of his kingdom thus, right? Jehoshaphat aligns himself with King Ahab. And King Ahab is one of the most notoriously wicked kings of the northern kingdom of Israel. Uh, 1 Kings 21 speaks of Ahab, and it says this, that there was no one like uh, King Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. He behaved very abominably uh, in following idols. And so Jehoshaphat uh, is compromising here, and it says that he aligned himself with Ahab through marriage. His son Je Je uh, Jehoram would be given to Athaliah, uh, Ahab and Jezebel's daughter to be wed. And we know this is the way the kings of the world operated, right? Whenever they had a rival kingdom, they would try to align themselves through marriage. And that is what's happening here. Jehoshaphat uh, is doing what the Lord had forbidden, really, Israel to do, right? From the beginning of their kings, they were forbidden to align themselves with the pagan kings around them, really for obvious reasons. They were wicked. And God doesn't want his kings, like he doesn't want his people today to uh, be surety or, or to ally ourselves with the wicked of this world. We need to be really careful for that. Jehoshaphat knows the word. He knows that he wasn't to uh, mix with this wicked king. And it's even a, a greater thing because they all know that the kingdom was divided as part of God's judgment because they had fallen into apostasy. So the division between the two kingdoms, though they're, they're all Jewish, yet God divided them because Solomon had fall, fallen into pagan worship. And so the, the division is of God. The division is godly that, that, in, that in the south and in the north, the kings had an opportunity to choose whether they would love God or not. And in the northern kingdoms, all the, king, all the kings were choosing evil. They were choosing to follow pagan gods. And so why did he do this? Why did Jehoshaphat choose to go up there? If he was walking with the Lord so wonderfully, why would he do something so foolish as to align himself with someone so wicked that the Bible says there was no one like this wicked king? He sold himself to do wickedness. But why would Jehoshaphat do that if he was walking with the Lord so wonderfully? I personally believe, because we're not told, but I personally believe that Jehoshaphat really uh, gave way to his flesh. The flesh, we're told, is 
really our enemy. And we are commanded by God to fight against our flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Our souls have been redeemed. Our spirit has been redeemed. But our bodies, these bodies of death, have not been redeemed. Our bodies will have the propensity to want the old life, the life of the world, the life of the various lusts and the wicked passions and the and the pleasures that aren't lasting. Our flesh wants to go back there. And in Jehoshaphat's case, that's what I believe happened. I believe that he, he was prosperous and blessed because of the Lord. And the test came. Are you still going to trust in what has blessed you thus far in God? Or are you going to look to the kingdoms around you and your enemies in the north and say, I want to be like them? But his flesh, I believe, wanted to be like the world. His flesh wanted to be loved by the world. And, and, um, and it's a very sad thing. In our time today, the world is hounding us, is it not? The world is hounding us um, with its various lusts and its various passions. It's hounding us with its temptations. It's uh, wanting us to compromise, to compromise to what the crowds say rather than what God says. The world wants us to compromise to its philosophies, to compromise to its immoralities and passing pleasures. The world wants us to compromise in its fake religiosity and virtue signaling, uh, to compromise uh, because of their threats of persecution or exclusion. That's what the world is doing today like never before. It's hounding, it's the, the enemy is using the world to mess with the church and to get the church to um, yield to the flesh rather than the spirit. Amen? And just like Jehoshaphat was walking strong with the Lord, he still had to choose to honor God, and he did it at this point. We too need to choose to abide in Christ so that we bear fruit so that we're not cut off from the strength of God that will strengthen you and I against our flesh because our flesh is our enemy and it is warring against our minds to get us to go back to the old life, to compromise, to not seek God, to desire the things of the world, to desire that the world likes us, that the world, uh, that we, we would be loved by them. Right now, it's, um, I believe it's, uh, what do they call it when the Golden Globes and the Oscars, what do they call that season? Uh, award season, right? They call it in Hollywood, and it's all about their accolades and their treasures and their trophies and all wanting to be accepted by their peers and loved by their peers and loved by the public and be famous and all of those things. And it breaks my heart that there's so much attention to the craft of acting that they might be recognized when that attention should be focused on the Lord who made them and loves them. This world's perishing and it's, and it's just a big, you know, eye opener to see the way Hollywood responds during this award season. They're all into who's the best, who's the prettiest, all of those things. And God's coming and this world's going to perish one day soon. And we're told to be careful. 
we're told not to align ourselves with wicked people or wicked things. James tells us in James 4, verse 7 through 10, he tells us to submit unto God. He tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. He says to draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He calls us to cleanse our hands and calls us sinners. I know some people would be offended, but not me. I'm a sinner saved by grace, right? Purify your hearts, he says. You double-minded, like you double-minded. What does it mean? You have, you have one, one mind on the things of God and the other is on the things of the world. And we want our we want to have a single-mindedness that we're focused on God, that He's our priority, that we're, we're loving the things of God and not desiring to be liked or loved by the world. We're not seeking the praises of men, but the praise from our Father in heaven to make Him happy by following Him. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Jehoshaphat had been being lifted up by the Lord because he was humbling himself before him. But something happened, right? John tells us in his epistle, in his first epistle, chapter two, verse 15 through 17, do not love the world or the things in the world if you, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Think about that. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And that's the reality of the world around us. Everyone's seeking what will fulfill their life and satisfy them. Jehoshaphat probably thought being aligned with, with uh, you know, my, my, my brothers in the north, that'll, that'll make me a better king or make me more satisfied. And that's really a lie of the flesh. The world cannot satisfy the ways of the world, the lusts of the world, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, none of that fulfills a person. And that's why the world is so messed up. Everyone's in a rat race to, to try to find some, some uh, satisfaction in this world and they can find none because it only comes through God. Jehoshaphat, there was a time when he was satisfied. When? When the word of God was prominent in the kingdom, when he was seeking after God, he was so blessed when he delighted in the Lord. And maybe some of you here tonight are, are thirsty and hungry and unsatisfied. I can guarantee you that you can fill that, that emptiness, that longing by coming to Jesus and drawing closer to him. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. That's what he said. So maybe some of us here tonight need to, or those who are watching or listening, Jesus is the answer to your thirst. Jesus is the only solution to that emptiness in people's lives. And, and no award in this world will satisfy. No amount of money will satisfy. No amount of prestige will satisfy in this world. The only thing that satisfies is a close relationship to Jesus, not religion, but a relationship to Jesus. And it's up to us to 
maintain that by the power of the Holy Spirit and by God's grace. Do not love the world or the things of the world. James also says in that same chapter, chapter four, he says, adulterers and adulteresses. Well, that's not very nice. It's, he's speaking of like spiritual adultery, like to love the world, to be all about the world's business and, and not pick up this book. It's, it's, it's a tell sign to God that you're not interested in him, but you're interested in the things of the world. And you must ask yourself, am I even saved? Someone who's saved desires the things of the Lord. You can back, we all can sort of backslide and, and take our eyes of what's important and, and we, we suffer the repercussions. There's a lack of peace. There's a lack of joy. There's a lack of everything. And what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with me? And why do I feel this way? It's because you're not as close to him as you should be. You're not as close to him as you used to be. And in this year, we want to get more on fire for the Lord, draw closer to the Lord than we've ever have before. Adulterers and adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? Think about that. How Jehoshaphat, it's a long trip up there to Samaria, the, the capital of the northern kingdom. It's a long trip and you can imagine going up there and, and, and this is the place where all the pagan worship was, was, is happening and at its highest and the two golden calves are there and, and he had to go in there. Was God not speaking to his heart? Like, what are you doing going all the way up there? God made him successful. And the thing about walking with God, when you honor the Lord, he blesses your life and eventually your life looks super blessed because it is. First, internally, you're prospered. Then outwardly, things just begin to fall in place. Yes, with trials. Yes, with hardships and suffering and persecution. If you're really walking with the Lord, your life begins to look blessed. Not only do believers recognize that in your life, but the loss. The loss are attracted to you being super blessed by God. So here's this king, you can imagine, Jehoshaphat, there was no one like him. He was super blessed in every facet. And maybe Ahab wanted to connect with them because you're just super prosperous and I want some of that up here. And who knows why, Jeho I'm, I'm like totally speculating, but I'm telling you, I'm speculating, so that's okay. He gave in, he gave in to you don't need that, Jehoshaphat. You and I don't need the things of the world. The world has nothing you and I need. We have what they need. They should be coming to us. I wish Jehoshaphat would have said, oh, come down. Can't have my son marry your daughter, but come down. I need to tell you about the living God that you guys have turned from. That's what should have happened. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse one, it says, do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their heart devises violence and their lips talk of troublemaking. Who are your, who are the men and women that you look up to in the world? It should be godly people. It should be godly men and women that you admire. You know, the hall of faith there in Hebrews, uh, 
11. I mean, it's just beautiful. Who do we, you know, ask yourself. It's, it's trippy to me when Christians are still idolizing like rock stars or movie stars or whatever. Not that you can't be, that these things aren't interesting and you can't like, you know, ever, you know, watch anything. I'm just saying it's, it's not, it's an oxymoron for a believer to be all into a human being. We need to be all into Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins, right? And then you can minister to everyone. The people of this world who are successful monetarily, the business world who don't know God, it may seem that they have everything, but they don't. They need Jesus. And we, we have the message. He says, do not be deceived in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Evil company corrupts good habits. You know, Jehoshaphat being up there, you're up there with this wicked king. Pretty soon your values are going to diminish. They're, he's going to water you down because you're already showing by going up there and giving your son in marriage that you're willing to compromise. So now when the wicked king knows you're willing to compromise, he comes with more compromise, which Satan does. Can't compromise. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And now the king is, King Ahab is asking if he'd go and and support him and, and fight with him against the Syrians there at Ramoth uh, Gilead, which is east of Samaria, east of the Jordan River, just a little bit east. And, and will you come with me? He asked him, will you align yourself? And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm as you are and my people as your people. We will be with you. And the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked, right? Remember that verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 16? Paul says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And again, as, as the Holy Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy. God is in us and he's not, you know, jealous like a schoolboy or a schoolgirl. He's He's jealous that he, 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 he's concerned for our spiritual well-being. He's jealous for our spiritual well-being. And so when, you, when he's up there doing this, or when we are given to the flesh, God's saying, you know, he's yearning jealousy within your heart, saying, here am I. You know, let me in your life. Everything else is more important to you. And that's why Christianity, does. Christianity only works when we give him our all. We give him our all. Every day we should seek to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and to follow him daily. So that's where life is. That's where joy is. That's where blessings are. And instead, he says, I am as you are. You know, when I came out of uh, the gang life and I came out of everything into Christ, God became my people. God's people became my people. I became part of this family. And it is the higher calling to be faithful to God 
and what he wants us to do, even, uh, towards, even when it comes to our kin, our relatives. And in and, and here, he's like, you know, we are one because they're, they're, they're both Jewish, but God brought a godly divide. Whack. And the division is by who's going to believe in Jesus. And we have non-believing family and friends. We pray for them. If they respect our faith and you can have that relationship, praise the Lord. But we're part of a higher family now. And we're praying that they come into this family. Amen. And he answered, I am as you were. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.